0: Support the podcast by buying a copy of this book, Mind of Mercusine*, available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere ebooks are sold. It's also available in paperback. Email me at podcast at ericedstrom.com and tell me what you think about the show. Please leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Chapter 21. Edges Keen Kyla hadn't experienced much silence in her life since she could remember she had roamed a noisy city. Even in side at night there were the occasional dog barks, the stomp of the watch patrol, or a bell ringing out the hour. In the lulls between those sounds there was always the wind and the curl and crash of the far-off surf. But this world, black and cold, lacked all sound. Her mind dipped beneath the surface of conscious thought, then bobbed into the air of awareness, then sank again from silence to silence. It was Nex who woke her, not with a thought or a flow of sensation through their bond, but with the rough lick of her tongue against Kyla's ear. Ah, she awakens, the Hargus said into her mind. "'You should be proud of yourself. "'You endured tenfold what the boy did "'before he retreated into unconsciousness. "'The bond with the animal protects you, and I have felt the shape of the connection. "'I could sever it as easily as a seamstress cuts thread. "'But that is not my aim. "'Well, not my sole aim.' Kyla pushed herself up, though her arms trembled. The murkus wasn't there, and she didn't search for it. She wasn't wearing the queller, so its absence had to be due to her exhaustion. Nax's whole body shook as she took shelter under Kyla. I'm sorry, Nax. Nax didn't respond with words. Kyla sensed the animal was too scared for speaking. Kyla would have been scared too, but she had no energy left. She couldn't muster anger, either. She had few choices now. None offered much of a future. Death would be merciful for both her and Nax. A momentary brightening of the whale-oil lantern glimmered from something beneath the Hargath's bed. She didn't need to reach for the Mercus to know it was metal. Moaning, she pretended to fall forward, stretching her arm under the bed, her fingers closed around a blade a dagger. The steel was cold, the edges keen. Highest Bunnell had said he would provide a blade, and here it was. That meant he'd known what was going to happen to her, had known she would end up on the floor. He had likely endured a similar torture at some point. No wonder he wanted the old man dead. She drew her arm in, careful not to let the metal scrape across the floor. What do you want me to do? She asked. I'll do anything. Kyla sought strength. Clenching the hilt, she struggled to get to her knees. The acolytes had moved to stand by the door, confident she posed no threat to the Hargath. As weak as she was, she doubted she would get a second strike at the old man. The Hargath didn't answer her. A prickle of alarm came over her. She had offered surrender and he hadn't accepted. She grasped for the Mercus, her hearing sharpened in an instant. Now she heard the rattle of his breath in his chest, the wheeze of every exhalation. He, too, was exhausted. This was her moment to strike. She got a foot under her and staggered upright. The blade was pressed close to her body to hide it from the acolytes. One grunted in surprise at her sudden movement. She knew better than to raise the knife overhead. No need. She thrust the blade point at the Hargath's throat, just below the chin. Her arms had little strength, so she added her weight to the blow, lunging forward. The blade struck the Hargus's papery throat and scraped away as though meeting steel armor. The blade plunged into a pillow, and Kyla tumbled on top of him. The acolytes pulled her back. One gripped her wrist and twisted until her hand released the blade. It clanked onto the stone floor. The Hargath laughed. You think Marlowe is the only one who prepares protective wards? I learned that trick from him when we were acolytes. Now, let me see who provided the blade. Spikes of agony pierced her brain. In moments, she heard herself screaming the name Benel over and over again. She had to say nothing else, for the Hargath ripped into her memories and pulled forth all he wished to know.